There is something to be said for adversaries. Big or small, external or internal, adversaries help us find direction, help us channel our power, help us learn who we are and what we're capable of. Amilta is, right now, a more peaceful place than it ever has been. But somewhere along the line, while people were forced to stop fighting wars against one another, they forgot how to fight themselves. In the process, they turned their back on their most dangerous adversary. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, King Cat, and I am the deadliest catch. Hello, King Cat. That's right. I'm so a crab now. I was going to say, are you feeling crabby today? Yeah. <gasps> king Crab. I, I am. I am. I'm, I'm up. Yeah, Kirsten caught it in one. King Cat is the King Crab. Yep. It's absolutely true. With me today, the current... I guess official court jester with the good jokes, it's Kirsten. <laughs> Hi. Oh, I have the good jokes? I'll let you know if the crown gets taken from you. Okay. Or rather, I'll let you know when Kathleen takes it. Speaking of which, <laughs> no. I mean, fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because she launches, like, surgical targeted strikes directly at me. It's Kathleen. Hmm. It's, uh... We're currently in cooldown places between flight missions right now. Uh, all of the all of the horrible joke machines are refueling. Okay. All right. Jeez, we're vulnerable now. Mm-hmm. I guess it's all up to you, Nick. I guess we're. I think we're also between sorties here. So, yeah, you know, I got I got nothing on this one. <laughs> okay, I'm calling in a ringer, Bill. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by Kathleen's jokes. Space. It's a command and conquer joke for everybody. Remember, remember mm-hmm. command and conquer, everyone? Thanks. I mean, I yes, but also that shows how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Everybody to Sword of Symphonies. Previously, previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party encountered a temple carved into the side of one of the old volcanic mountains near Hushwave City. It was adorned with bats and a grove of violet bat bells were planted outside. Oh, that's not great, huh? Oh, their pollen is so hallucinogenic. And also we've discovered conscious and sentient and mean. And... The party wandered into this temple where the pollen was thick and the air was golden yellow with it. Chasing, at first they didn't know what. And then the specter of Cecile's daughter. And then, just a way to fix this. And they found themselves in the inner chamber where the pollen in the air coalesced into a mantis-like creature with enormous bladed arms. Since we've entered a new phase of the combat, I'm actually going to get you guys to re-roll the pool. We're going to do a brand new pool. All right. Adaptability tactics. Two successes from Tissa. Two from Cobb. 
and uh, two from Penelope. Two from Cecile as well. Huh. Well, pool is eight. I can do math. Up's your uncle. You are standing in a grove of flowers, illuminated from above by a shaft of light that seems to carry the sunlight from outside the mountains directly into this little subterranean garden. And before you stands the pollen. At this point, the numbers that I gave you before have changed. The difficulty to destroy has been reduced. The difficulty to outlast has been cranked up. And as you turn around, you see the pollen filling in behind you. It does not seem to want you to escape. I think, could I, um, what are the spell pieces here? The most recent spell pieces I have are Holy, Vicious, Knowing, Mirror, and Wind. Yeah, those are, those would be the ones from the temple, yes. So those are still the words here? Yes. Okay. I would also like to remind you that anyone can gain a scatter to add a die to a skill roll while they're in the Prathmas Temple. I think Penelope is going to try to add to the pool by casting Flying Wind. Just to try to keep as much distance between the pollen and us, like kind of make a perimeter around us. How much scatter do you want to spend on that? Um, I'll go with two. I would like to end the pool as well, rolling sensitivity navigation to see and point out. Um, I would imagine this is kind of a craggly little room. And if there's like ways we can jump up and get the crop on the mantis part of this. Okay, yeah. And that is that will add two more to the pool. I think that what you spot is a series of like bat statues that are hard to see because the flowers are so much taller than they are. But a person could climb on them. Yeah. And the walls are like, they've got like pillars sticking out that are clearly like not load bearing pillars, but decorative ones. Mm. Yeah. I like that a great deal. I think that Tissa is going to roll understanding spirits to add to the pool because I guess that's what this is. Must be some kind of spirit. That looks like two successes and an edge. Okay. I think that if you keep the edge success, I'm going to take one action right now. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, let's have fun with it. Let's have fun with it. So we're going to add three to the pool. We're going to bring us to 15. And then it's going to use the move Tempting Touch. A tendril of pollen reaches around Tissa and just does a touch to the forehead. And you can feel it trying to leech some of you out of you. That is to say, spend two or Tissa takes two scatter. Hmm. If I let it take the scatter away from me, could I then use that Magus ability to have more information instead? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Can't believe I've set up this chain of reaction, but yes. Because I think that that works really well narratively for me. Okay. So the fog tendril pulls away from Tissa and 
Tissa, you feel yourself melting out into the world around you, as you so often do. Drawn out by this golden fog of pollen on the air. The air is shining, reminds you almost of the glimmering of the Countess's hoard. Just everything shines everywhere you look. Tissa, you can tell that as it scatters you, you can tell that it is sifting through the pieces of Tissa that it has extracted from you. And it is like learning. It is grabbing the bits of yourself that are in your environment and combing through them for information. I think as the tendril retracts, Tissa sort of just like looks almost reflexively at like the face area of this mantis thing and thinks back to like the echoes of the pollen telling her that things are meaningless and I think it's starting to put the pieces together. Yeah, that's our Tissa. What's our Cobb do? Cobb is going to make a sensitivity tactics, but I am going to spend one for assist pool the winds for wind at your back because Cobb wants to find out what the airflow is in this space. Is there more than one entrance to this room? No, there are technically two. One of them is straight up. Okay. But it was everything was blowing into this room, correct? Yes. Okay, so Cobb then is going to try and get a hang of the sort of airflow in this room and see where see where it's going. Okay. Um, so you're looking at adding to the pool? Yes, Cobb is adding to the pool. He is he is thinking. And I rolled three successes and one edge success. Keep the edge success and you'll breathe some in. Well, no, I think Cobb's trying to play it safe for right now. I think we'll just keep the three. Okay. So the pool's at 16. The one thing I'm going to tell you, Nick, is that the wind blows through the temple. Some of it escapes upward. Most of it whirls around this room. With all the fog and the pollen on the air, you can see the air spin in here before some of it escapes. This is like, I think, am I the only person here? No, you, uh, Nick knows Final Fantasy twelve. Kathleen might too. Yes. Uh, Bill's too cool for games. I know well, that. I'm just imagining we're in like a big upside down toilet. I've got it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the air looks like, uh, you know, the places in Final Fantasy twelve where there's a lot of mist and there are all these like golden reflections on the air. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, the, that forest. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Okay. And now it is the Frathamus's turn. It takes a moment. Its eyes are, I mean, it's made out of a single material. So all you can see is the shape of a face with a shape of eyes. And... Um, the shape appears to just stop for a moment. The head turns to regard the spinning of the wind around the room. And we're going to do some stuff. Sorry, Kirsten. What it does is it seems to stretch its limbs and those blades attached to its forearms grow longer. And it swipes at Penelope. Ooh. Spend two or else Penelope takes two damage. I'm okay with taking two damage. We're at the beginning, so I'm okay with it. All right, well, if Penelope is okay with it, then I am okay with it, too. Okay. So Penelope takes two damage. And then it does it again. Oh. Well, maybe Penelope shouldn't take four damage. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Double swipe. Um, yeah, I'd prefer not to take the second one, though. <laughs> okay, so we're spending two to avoid Penelope getting the second hit? Yes. What are we spending about the third hit? Oh, by the way, there's a third hit. <laughs> there's a third thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just trying to just blender Penelope. Ah, I, this, this is, uh, um, I think I'd also perhaps like to spend two more, if that's okay with everybody. I think that's okay. And then for its fourth action, the fog around you begins to take on images. Images of horrors, images of twisted faces that look almost like they could belong to demons. And it's time for Darkening Fantasy. Who wants to spend six? Or this is the or else take damage equal to scatter. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we ought to spend six on yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah. So now our pool is at six total, correct? Yes. That, that's where we're at at the end of the pollen's turn. Hmm. Actually, I'm going to just take a brief moment before the team's turn. Mm-hmm. Just drill down into some of the things that the team is seeing. Okay. Hey, Cobb. Yes. You could absolutely swear for a second, if you look at the wrong spot in the fog, that one of those attacks aimed at Penelope hit and hit bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you see a Penelope gouged deep by this thing. Ugh. Um, Cecile, you see your daughter. She is running away from you. And in the distance... Far away, you see a silhouette that looks like her mother. Okay. Let's see. Penelope. Penelope. Mm-hmm. Penelope. You see wolves. Ooh. A whole pack of them. Ooh. Crouched low to the ground, teeth bared, snarling at you. Shit. It's like that scene in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, if it wasn't for that scene, I would have got to watch that movie as a kid. There, there, it's, <laughs> Christy! It's a scary scene. Yeah. Uh, it's a story for another time. But, but yes, it is like that scene. And Tessa, you see a place that you have not seen in real life for a very long time. The headquarters of the Wandering Magi in ruins. Dust heaped up against it. The Starlight Archive, as if no one had been there for centuries. And now what is there? And now it's the team's turn. What would you all like to do? I think Penelope is going to try to roll an understanding survival to see if she can... We had to go through some like pretty tight squeeze spaces, so it's not likely that a whole pack of wolves would be in this cavern. To see if I can kind of get myself back into reality. Oh, <laughs> two-edged successes. Wow. Okay. And I guess, I guess also I should say this would be, I guess, an attempt to add to the pool and the fact that I'm trying to pull things back to reality. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to pull back to it. That's exactly where I'm at on I, this. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. Um, you know what? <laughs> If you keep the edge successes, I'm going to tell you why I focus fired you last round. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I will take the edge successes. Okay. All right. It's not looking at you. It's looking at Cobb. Oh. 
You're just a means to an end. Oh, shit. Who's next? Um, can, can I get a refresher? I apologize for um, the impact of leaning into a key while casting a spell. Um, that's not a thing that it only works with skills. Got it. Okay, I thought so. Cool. Yeah. Uh, then I am going to skills. I think I want to roll adaptability medicine, but lean into wrath. Basically, I want to use the remainder of the um, uh, antidote ah. uh, as a poison instead <laughs> and try to uh, neutralize some of or as much of as possible the shifting wind all around us. I love that. I like that a great deal. Yeah. So rather than like just like trying to pour it on my hands or anything, I just pull out the, the little vial and just uh, crush it in my hand and like with the glass and all just rub it on either hand and uh, oh, paint it on one of the uh, the pillars that is like in the way. Ah. Oh, I like that a great deal. <laughs> that, uh, okay. okay cool. So give me some dice, pleases. Three successes, one edge. Let's see. I mean, if you the obvious answer is if you keep an edge success, you're taking damage for all the glass you're playing with. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. So that brings us to 10 in the pool. How much do destroy and redirect cost? I remember that they're less, but... Right now, destroy is 6 and redirect is, ten, is 9, sorry. Hmm. Kat, how much hurt did I do on my hand? Uh Oh, I'm going to say a, a damage like you... It was one edge success worth. If Tissa does not want to do anything just yet, then uh, Cobb has go time. Cobb has go time. What Cobb do? Cobb is going to attempt to move destroy, and he is going to basically try and kick over one of the pillars. He's trying to rearrange the room a little bit to get the winds to move in the direction he wants them to. Okay. I like that a lot. So this is going to be Daring Athletics. You're kicking a thing over. That's Daring Athletics, if ever I've heard of it. <laughs> yep. And let's see, how much from the... So it's six, so... Hmm. Uh, I'm going to take three from the pool. Okay. So I just need three successes to kick over some stuff. Kick over some stuff and advance and destroy. Well, I got one and two edge, and I am taking the edge success, so hit me. Um, oh, I have to come up with a good edge success that I wasn't already doing. If you keep the edge successes, the fallen thingy is going to hit a party member and do a bad bonk to them. Yeah, I think Cobb's being a little reckless. He's not going to like himself for this, but we do need to actually do something because this thing hurts really bad. Okay. Who takes a bad bonk? hey Oh, no. <laughs> I rolled Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Take two damage, Penelope. I think what happens is, like, because Cobb was presented with an image of Penelope, for a minute, I think he lost track of where the real one was. Makes sense. Don't worry, there's no death rules in this game. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's <laughs> Penel- Penelope, Pen- where... Where 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 are you? Oh, ah, uh, um, I'm 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 all right. I just Penelope kind of like gets up from kind of having fallen on her butt after being hit with a rock. I, I'm I'm good. Just keep on your toes. It's it's fast when it comes for you. 
I'll be more careful. Cobb is being very, very quiet. How do you feel about mirror sands or sand mirror? Both intriguing. Please tell me more. As kind of like what Penelope was doing earlier, but something that's reflecting all of these pollen particles sort of away from the party and giving us a little more literal breathing room, I suppose. I like it. Providing like some amount of a magical barrier from the big fists and claws of this giant mantis pollen spirit creature thing. Okay. I like that a great deal. Are you planning on adding to the to the thingy? Adding to the pool. How about we say three? So we're hovering at ten. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cat's turn. Okay. So the first thing it's going to do is try to chop Penelope. <laughs> I can take the first two. Because um, the second thing it's going to do is chop Penelope. Um, <laughs> I promise I'm not just going to murder Penelope outright. <laughs> <laughs> but I might. <laughs> just a wee bit. Um, perhaps you guys know we... I'm not that kind of GM. <laughs> no, no, usually. no. Usually. Um, um, perhaps we spend two, if that works for everybody. As long as we've got six left. No, uh, Penelope took the first two. So that brings us down to eight. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I want to keep six in the pool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's- for some reason, yeah. <laughs> so the edges of the mantis and the tendrils in the air around you begin to go blurry as it dissolves into pollen. And unless you guys want to pay four right now, it will you will not be able to advance destroy this round. Hmm. I kind of want to be able to advance destroy. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. So we'll be under the six. Oof. We will be under the six. Yeah. How much scatter does everybody have? I'm at two scatters so far. I'll I'll be okay. I mean, a lot. Okay, because Cobb is still at, like, nothing, so. Tissy, you said you're at a lot? Yeah. We might just have to let it do its thing because we don't want it to just pop Tissa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have a plan. Never mind. Okay. I'm fine not spending this. Okay. It has one more thing to do, so we're going to allow it to dissolve. Mm -hmm. We're going to spend a turn not advancing destroy. And... The world goes dark. A veil of pollen seems to be pulled over the skylight and everything is viewed as if you are on the inside of that little amber bottle that Cecile is carrying. And this is a move that I have titled, I Know Well, Human Terror. Until next turn, anyone who wants to act must spend scatter for every die they roll. (laughs) You can pay five to stop this from happening. Yes, I say we pay the five. Yeah, I think I think we got to pay the five. Yeah, yeah. I guess we do. Did you say it's called "I Know Well"? Human terror. Yeah. Metal. <laughs> I'm just going ham with this one. I'm having a good time. Good. <laughs> well, I have completed my ham. <laughs> time has come for your ham. I think 
that Penelope is going to cast a Restoring Knowing. And it's going to help keep the party from losing too much touch with reality as this thing keeps trying to like mess with our perceptions. Um, yeah, I think that's what Penelope is going to try to do. Okay. And this is going to be to add to the pool. Alrighty. And three scatter? Sure, three sounds good. Brings the pool to six. That all important six. I too would like to cast a spell. And I'm going to cast it to advance destroy, but using lava flow so it won't be until next turn. Aha! I am going to cast Vicious Toxin. And basically what I want to do is what I used last turn to just try to limit the impact of the pollen. I want to start to poison the pollen against itself. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, so kind of what I'm thinking is like if I'm drawing out some more of this rune on the pillar. It's like if you were to drop some dye into like a swirling pool and it just mm-hmm. like, it, you know, it swirls a different color into it. Ooh. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh, that is, that's really good. Thank you. Are you taking anything from the pool for this? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. need six to advance destroy. I could do four of mine, two of the pool if people are okay with that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that works. Okay. Uh, and then additionally, that means that next time it'll actually do double. It will do that, yes. Yeah. Nice. So now our, our pool is at four? Four, correct. By the way, anyone can uh, make that even more powerful if they want to, because it won't happen until next turn. Uh, I think this turn Cobb is just going to be adding to the pool, but to do Tissa yeah. things. We could make this an overscatter cord and, like, probably win the encounter if like Cobb can give us enough dice but I'm also not sure if like Tissa is in the correct headspace this whole thing has been really weird she's been battered with a whole bunch of like strange meaning and like things are feeling off things are not going well you've gotten this high and you're never gonna not feel like this ever again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. <laughs> I noticed exactly everyone who it. laughed, by the way. <laughs> I noticed all of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calling the cops. Um, no, she's going to use understanding spirits again. Okay. She's just trying to, like, keep a grip on things. And that is two successes and three edges. Actually, can I use clarity too, or should I have said that before? Oh, you can you can use clarity anytime you like. All right. So we'll add two successes from clarity sort of regardless. So four and three edge successes? Yes. Hideous. Hideous <laughs> to add seven to the pool right now. Um if you keep these edge successes. The Rathmus will not leave you when you leave this temple. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what that means. All right. You will be carrying an ancient enemy of humankind. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> but that brings our pool to 11. Nick, you said Cobb was also going to add to the pool. Am I right? Yes, Cobb is adding to the pool. 
I think Cobb is noticing that Cecile is doing something fancy and is going to try and give some backup. <laughs> All right. What matter of backup? Tell me everything. Cobb just kind of looks at everyone and says, I'll try and get its attention. <laughs> That's our Cobb. Cobb is going to use daring melee weapons and sort of stand directly under the quote-unquote skylight. And he is... um. Well, he needs some protection, so he is drawing the Cobalt Straight Sword. Okay. And I guess sort of standing there, I don't know, would he issue a challenge to this thing? It has been trying to piss him off. I think then he will uh, give it the sort of like duelist salute, put the sword, you know, pointing up in front of his face and just say, challenge accepted. All right, that's our Cobb. That's our Cobb. Actually, that's Artissa as well. (laughs) (laughs) This is a cool round. Tell me how many things are happening. Uh, Cobb got three successes. All right, that brings us to 14 going into its turn. Okay. Let's ham. It opens by drawing that veil over the skylight again. The world goes even dimmer. And the first move out of the gate is I know well human terror. Costs five. You'll have to scatter for every die you roll next round if you get, if you let it happen. Let's spend the five. Yeah. I mean, unless we're just planning on dumping all of our scatter next round, which I don't think we actually have that much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That brings the party to nine. Now let me think about what I'm doing. Let's. Let's attack Penelope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think Penelope is going to take the first one. (laughs) Okay. How is Penelope doing? She's taken like eight damage this fight, yeah? Yep. And she's at eight now. So she'll take these two and then that's what she can take. Penelope's pretty roughed up. Yep. Okay. The next thing we're going to try to do is tempting touch. Like a tendril is going to reach out from the flowers in this room and try to steal two scatter from Cecile. That's two to avoid. I maybe don't have two scatter to rub together at this point. So So it sounds like we're spending two. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that brings us down to seven. Okay. I have one more move left and it's darkening fantasy. All right. So it looks like we're going down to one in the pool. It sounds like you're going down to one in the pool because I think the party is extremely boned if this attack lands. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. You are not wrong. You are right. I think that will punk three of us instantly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the party's at one. Um, Just uh, a couple updates. A couple updates. A cup dates. Hey, Kirsten. Yes. You love Silent Hill. You know how the dogs in Silent Hill have their heads split, like, like vertically? Yeah, 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 yeah. The wolves have started doing that. Oh. <laughs> There's more eyes inside the mouth. <laughs> a couple of them have sprouted wings. Uh, I don't, don't like, don't like. Oh, yeah. No, there's some kind of horrible fluid dripping from their now four-part jaws. And an abundance of eyes. More eyes than you can count. Watching you, staring at you. Uh, okay, um, I think Penelope's gonna do that thing again, 
understanding survival to... Oh, I'm, I'm still... No, it's narration time. Oh, oh, there's still more. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still... I have other people to bully, Kirsten. <laughs> You're not the only person I'm bullying today. I know you usually are, but today I'm sharing the load. <laughs> you know what, Tessa? You actually stop seeing the illusions in the room. Mm-hmm. What you see is worn and ancient statues. These ancient bat deities scattered throughout the room. What must they have meant to people? Forgotten now, of course. Overgrown by flowers, but you know the word holy is here and you can feel that this was a sacred place to someone and now look at it. Cobb, you see every single fucking person in the party drop. (laughs) You can see... Penelope's image superimposed with just a hideous bloody wound. Tissa goes down like a box of rocks. A couple Tissas, actually. You see at least five Tissas collapse. Yeah, I mean, you see a Cecile leaning against the wall, desperately trying to hold a wound closed. And you start to see people you remember from before. From the Beatrice. And they're not doing so hot either. And Cecile, you see your daughter running toward her mother away from you and then pulling out a knife and killing her. And then moving on and finding another instance of her mother and killing her as well. And then strangers in just a wild and unprompted frenzy. Alone, you could swear you hear screaming. And now it is the party's turn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, um, so I think Penelope is going to try that understanding survival again to realize that wolves don't have, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's not how wolves work. And I think from my key, <laughs> if this makes sense, using nurture as the fact that like, I grew up on a ranch. I know how animals. Yeah, Penelope has a connection to animals. <laughs> this is absolutely <That's> adorable. <laughs> absolutely, I love that. Yes, please. Okay, uh, and uh, this will be adding to the pool. Oh wow, three successes and three edge successes. <laughs> oh. I've already given my big three-edge success to Tissa. I have to actually really think about this. If you keep the edge successes, you'll also scatter and fall down. Oh. Because you're like, you're almost at fall down scatter, right? I am. So do you want to give the party all those successes if it means you fall down? Yes. Yes, I think Penelope is going to... I like it thematically that Penelope tries so hard to bring herself back to reality that maybe she like helps bring others back to reality, but she loses herself. Yeah. What does Penelope shout in this moment that brings the party back to reality and then falls down? It's just a cave. (laughs) Beautiful. How many successes in total are we adding to the pool? Six. That would be six. Six. And then Cecile's big thing goes off. 
Yeah, my thing goes off. Please tell me more about what happens when your thing goes off. Uh, you, uh, can't <laughs> did the... <laughs> Fuck off, Bill! <laughs> um, did the mantis rematerialize? Or yes. am I aiming yes, it, it everywhere? It cool. has a physical form again now. Awesome. Then it's uh, continuing the upside-down toilet analogy from earlier. Like, the the dye that was sort of flowing into this has been, like, you know, moving in towards the center for an entire turn. And it's just as the mantis rematerializes that, like, some of its color is not the color it was before. And it's made out of this material that's essentially been uh, been poisoned. And I, I would push back to you. Does it, like, sizzle or something like that? I think... It starts to crumble a little where like Ooh, even better. where that other color is set in. What other color is it? Uh, what color is it normal? It's like a yellow. Yeah, it's a, it's a bright goldenrod yellow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And like where this where this gray color is leached into its outline, it starts to crumble. I like that a great deal. That's extremely cool. Uh, and that advances destroy twice. That advances destroy twice. So here's an update. Destroy costs six. It has been advanced three times. There's six in the pool. Cobb and Tessa have left to act. Penelope fall down. Yep. Tessa, Cobb needs your help on this one. Okay. Do you want to do a chord? Yes, Cobb would like to do a chord. Okay. Cobb needs Tissa to bring the heat. Okay. So are we doing something like Holy Searing Wind? What do you have in mind? Uh, What were the other spell pieces? Because we definitely need Searing. We absolutely need Searing. Holy, Vicious, Knowing, Mirror, Wind. We're going to do Vicious, Searing Wind. <laughs> Cobb's not a very religious person. But he is, he is very angry at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we have six in the pool. Mm -hmm. How much are we spending on this cord? Are we ending it here? We are absolutely ending it here because Cobb has, uh, has not scattered into his normal pool yet. And he has overscatter. So. And Tissa also <laughs> has overscatter. <laughs> like, and I think Tissa is also in overscatter range. I forgot that you took over Scatter for season <laughs> Yes! Yes, please! Incredible. <laughs> Tell me everything! Yes. I'm trying to decide, like, whether it would be better to, like, have them both fall over. Like, <laughs> have Cecile Tissa's... in a room with three unconscious people. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cecile in a room with three unconscious people, or, like... The people who are normally picking Tissa off the floor, like being on the floor and Tissa having to stand there and be like, oh, is this what it's like? <laughs> That's also good. <laughs> hmm. Uh, in that case, then, how much more destroy do we need? Two, which means if you want to finish this, you need 12 between the six in your pool and scatter spent by the two of you. All right, well, we actually don't need to... Cobb doesn't actually need to overscatter then because we've got seven in the mm -hmm. pool and Cobb still has full uh, full scatter. We have six oh. in the pool, I think. We're, no, uh, it was seven. Because yeah, Kirsten added yeah. six and you had one. Mm -hmm. Yep. I could do math. All right. All right, in that case then, yeah, how much scatter can Tissa give us? One. 
That's Artissa. I will be a nine scatter. Well, I think one is all we need because Cobb can put in the extra five and then take six from the pool. Okay. I think that Tissa is sort of like muttering to herself and walks up to Cobb and says something to the effect of like, it's, it wants to fight. It's not going to stop fighting us. Well, it, it made a very big mistake. Everybody get down. <laughs> That's our cop. <laughs> oh, tell me everything about the spell, please. Get down and hold your breath. <gasps> it's happening. I'm getting my powder explosion, aren't I? You are absolutely getting your powder explosion. <laughs> Yay! A special treat for the GM. <laughs> <laughs> so searing vicious wind. Cobb kind of flicks the straight sword at the mantis and doesn't really like try and hit it that hard, but where he does touch it, the ashen bits start glowing and the glow creeps along the whole thing. At which point Cobb strikes the end of the sword against the ground and a little like flame picks up on the edge of the blade. Cobb looks up and just points at the ceiling and, and then he's just like, all right, hold your breath. And seeing as he's been changing the winds, the winds in the room start to whip around him and funnel upwards towards the skylight. And as soon as the tip of the sword touches the pollen funnel, just the whole room ignites and is sucked straight up through the skylight. And a huge explosion is just a hundred meter gout of flame shoots out of the tip of the cave. And there's just this horrible roaring vacuum as all of the pollen is sucked up above everybody out through the skylight and just ignited in a giant whatever color it burns uh i guess that's up to cat i would say it probably burns like scarlet yeah just this huge plume of fire yeah and when the air rushes back in and the fire dies down you see two things. You see Penelope unconscious on the ground. And you see that Penelope was right. It's just a cave. And with that, I believe, let's go to memory time. There's so many good things. Yeah. Oh. This was a good one. This was a really good one. So terrifying. And then there's just so many cool, like, <laughs> actions and spells. It was intense. Like, <laughs> I felt out of game, like, tension. This was a good comeback. This was a good comeback for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I loved Penelope's sacrifice moment. I thought that was great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thanks. And what you chose for the key. That was perfect. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah, Penelope got to be a big cool hero this time. <laughs> yeah, I liked that a lot. Uh, I also loved Cobb's fatal blow. That was evocative yeah it was yeah 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 i am very pleased that cecile managed to use his MacGuffin. <laughs> he did yes in an extremely <laughs> cool way i loved that in an extremely cool way i feel that this was a very visual combat like i can picture it quite clearly 
Yeah, very cinematic. Mm-hmm. I really like that this encounter pushed the party members who have overscattered to seriously consider it. And that's like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, we're here to fight now. <laughs> it's very good. It's fight time. It's fight time. And I think this is the first time Penelope's actually gone unconscious in a combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Good memories. Good memories. Good fight. Wow. Fight. Good. Quite good. Quite good. <laughs> I'm also very curious to see what the triple edge success means for Tissa moving forward. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm going to yeah. have to think I think, that's, I think that's probably like, because everybody else has said there are other ones. I think that's probably my memory. I'm, what's going to happen? <laughs> I wish I knew, Nick. <laughs> Tissa's carrying a little part of the encounter with her now. <laughs> very much for playing with me everyone it was a pleasure so fun yeah thank you this was fun thank you for listening to us listener hope you had fun too if you had fun and you want to tell us you had fun you can find us on twitter at peach garden rpgs or you can use the email form on our website at sort of you can also find us on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord. And you can meet our cool network friends, all of whom I promise you're going to love. You can also find us on the Heroic Discord, which is in the bio of the Peach Garden RPG's Twitter. Come hang out with us. We would love to have you. Yeah, come say hi. Come say hi. And if... Listen... Bill and I are working very hard on very cool projects with our cool friends. And Bill, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about the cool things we're doing? Yeah, totally. So you can find uh, the other stuff Kat and I uh, are doing at Tales from the Tabletop. That's TFTT underscore presents on Twitter and TFTTpresents.com. We are just starting the second season of our show, Baleheart, uh, which is uh, using a system written by uh, your former guest, Dylan, which is a ton of fun, and we're playing some horrible little monsters. We absolutely are. I love it. We're also working on turning season one, which was a stream, into a podcast. So look forward to that soon. Yeah. All right, listener. Um, Thank you very much. We love you. We do. Bye. See you next time, everybody. Bye, Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Orange change. Linda raises her rapier into the air. She feels a surge of power. She's engulfed in like this swirl of golden glittering light. Zen touches the tip of her cutlass to the ground and whips it upward and a column of water following the point of the blade engulfs her completely. Hope takes off like a shot and runs through various pitch black walls that form into the various components of her suit. Get her! Get them! Get the princess! We're going to be playing the tabletop role-playing game, Henshin. Henshin does not use dice. Hope will grab the little decorative shield that's hanging on the wall, use it to surf down the stairs to get some momentum, 
and then jump off and just land feet first into these these guys. We have to get back to the ship. We have to go now. We're looking for something called a um, regalia key. I'm going to find you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make you pay. This, this is the Eternity, Eternity Archives. Archives. Find us online at theeternityarchives.com or wherever you prefer to listen.